Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. This part of the program is not suitable for sensitive listeners and for anyone under the age of 18. Note that the views expressed on this show are not that of the station or the presenter. Closet Conversations. Yes, we're talking money, 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 the rand, the pound, the dollar, the euro, kwacha, naira, whatever currency you want to think of, that's what we're talking about. And uh, it's in relation with our children. What are we teaching our children about money? How are we modeling uh, money to our children? Are we even doing anything? Because some of us might just be... Uh, haphazardly living around our children and uh, uh, just not teaching them anything. I think that is just as bad as teaching them bad habits about money. We are going to be joined right now by a life and executive coach and founder of I Get It Now, Matzaleng Mukhodi, who is uh, who's on the line. And I'm hoping that you, a teamer, are going to join in and, and share your experiences about how you were raised when it comes to money, uh, what you learned about money growing up, and how are you teaching young ones in your life, whether they're children, your grandchildren, uh, your nephews and niece, uh, what is it that you are teaching them about money and how are you teaching them about money? I've got a pen and paper in hand because I'm definitely going to be making notes as a mother. 0614-104-107, that's where you can be in touch with us or you can call in on 86 Maybe you were sent with an envelope uh, that had a little letter inside uh, that said, uh, can I bolega, borrow, uh, lend, whatever it was at that time, um, a bit of uh, money. And then you were sent back with another envelope and you were told to say, Nancy Pasela, here is your parcel. Mm? And you really did not understand what it was. But uh, now, in hindsight, you know, we were borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. Bogunsin, is this what you're modeling around your children? Welcome to you, Matzaleng. Thank you very much for joining us. We've missed you on the show. Oh, thank you, Patricia. It's good to be back. How are you? I'm strong. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. We are talking Isaga. Money, 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 money. Ah. <laughs> and ah. our children, <laughs> right? Uh, are, are we teaching our children? That's the first question. Or are we just living in jail and hoping that they will learn the lessons along the way? Yes, yeah, you, you know, with, with children, um, I think those are the most important people in in our lives um, because they don't really need to wait for somebody to teach them. They learn from what they observe in adults, in their friends, uh, at school. So it's very important that parents take the lead in teaching their kids. And they don't need to sit down and say, okay, now it's a lesson today. But whatever the children observe uh, within the family as their primary focus is what the children will emulate because that they trust their parents more than anybody else, especially when they're young. So the, the question would be, do we really know our children? Do we know what is important to children? You know, we tend to say... Um, about love, you know, they're just kids, they don't know, we know better. But it's also important that as parents, we get to know and we, got, we get to understand 
what they want in their lives. Because when we don't understand, we tend to close the frustrations with money. And we start teaching them. We set a precedent that when there's frustration, then there's money to shut them up. Hmm. Oh, and that's now very scary because if we're using money as a pacifier for growing children, what will then happen when they are grown and there is no money to pacify them? Won't that lead to bad behavior like stealing and then other things? Yeah, it, it's exactly what is happening with, with most kids. You know, the the sad part, and I loved your conversation with the previous um, person that you spoke to, because there's a lot that needs to be done for these young people. And I, I wouldn't really blame parents, because parents also come from backgrounds where there were, I mean, there were hardships and they had to borrow money, you, you know, so... But there has to be a point where we really start to take these children seriously and we start to listen to them because uh, the more we refuse to listen and we say, no, you've got to do this, you've got to be that, and we don't look at what, what really makes them tick, what makes them light up, then we are just driving them to something that they do not want. And for us to heal that, we are going to have to pay for that. Look at how many kids are, are labeled ADHD, how many children have to consult doctors because they can't sell cars or they can't do that. And I believe that um, part of it is, is also the fact that we are trying to make a living. So we are busy with our lives to provide for these very children. But in the end, we, we end up paying for things that we shouldn't be paying for. And children get, get very frustrated because also when they look around them, parents spend. You know, a lot of parents spend a lot of money that they don't have. So when they look at that, that, oh, okay, um, you know, they, they, they start to learn that in this family, these are the kinds of things that we do on a weekly basis. And sometimes there is no money, genuinely. But the child will still want that because they are now used to it. So the best thing is to educate your children and say, you know, um, this is what, and, and involve them in the decisions uh, of the family. So, for instance, you, you might not tell them exactly what you earn as a parent, but you say, um, I get, you know, I have this much to spend on us. Uh, but from this money, I pay for the bond, I pay for the car, and then we buy food. Bring them into the picture so that they start to, even from an early age, so they start to understand. Because I think for most of us as parents, it makes us feel good that we are in control. You know, um, we have the money, they have to ask uh, for the money. But imagine how it, it would look like if they knew that in this house there's only 5,000 rand and so much went to this, so much went to that, and there's only 300 rand left. And if they were to ask for sneakers that cost 700 they know there's no money like that in this house. So when you start to involve the children in the decision-making of certain things, obviously not everything, but start to teach them to look after money when they are with you. Because also the danger that we, we put ourselves in is 
where we let them go, they're now 18, they go to university or they go to their own places, they've completed uh, tertiary or whatever it is that they're doing, but they're adults, young adults, and they've never really known how to manage money or a household. They don't know that they have to buy soap and detergent or groceries because it has always been done by parents. So when they start to get the money, they spend it on depreciables and they end up not having the right things that they need to survive wherever they are. So it really starts at home. It starts with the parents. Um, and if the parents don't know what to do, the parents can just say to other people or copy what they see. They must have an interest and say, oh, okay, I don't know what to do, but I can see if one time uh, they're doing it, let me ask or let me copy and maybe I'll get it right. But we have to try to do something for our children if we want them to survive. These kids are really suffering. At what age should we be involving children in finances and teaching them? I would say, like, from a very early age, I mean, when they're still going through their grade, what, uh, those grade zero, grade one, you know, like, with small change, you know, you've got, they're buying a chat shop, and then try, they start to, to, to learn about money, they start to save as well. Because our biggest problem is that we, most families do not save. And I know a lot will say because we don't earn enough. But I'm saying, if even if you earn a thousand rand, if you build the habit of saving a little bit of that money, your child will learn that, oh, okay, just save. You know, you have to put money aside for one day. Or you save money for a trip. Or you save money for a party. Whatever it may be. So start to involve them. At a small age, where they can, they know they can count money, they can save some, they spend some, and they get to feel how it feels like to to use the saved money. But there's no money now; they can't buy what they want. And then you will, you know, you progress with with uh, how much you involve them, but involve them, make them feel important as as part of the family members, because you know, Patricia, what, one of the biggest problems also is that. Uh, it's so nice to have your children at home and, you know, you, you have them close to you. You can monitor them. You can, and they get so attached. But in the process, you are creating a dependency on the parent, on yourself as a parent. And when the children are so dependent on you, it becomes a burden because you have to do everything for them. You have to pay for this because they are so used to asking and you have felt you want them here, you do everything for them that you can. But in that process, you're creating a dependency. And unfortunately, it backfires. For most parents, it backfires because this child knows, oh, my mother or my father will do anything for me. They will buy me those things. And that's what's creating the frustrations for, for most parents. Other people will say, look, if I'm to involve my children in... Uh the daily running of our finances in the family, that might create a burden on the children. When the children know that we don't have, we can't afford, it might make them feel uncomfortable. Uh, what would you say about that, Madeleine? Yeah, that, that is true, but I think it depends how you tell them because they are very observant. They know, they can see when a parent is not telling them as a truth. So they need to know that in this family, 
uh, because we, we work these kinds of jobs, and these kinds of jobs pay this much, and that is why it is important for you guys to go to school so that you can earn better than us. So because in this family we earn this much, you can see your father or your mother wakes up at 3 a.m. and they come back at 8 p.m. Uh, because they're trying to bring money into the family. And this is how much you so, so it may be a better, but it depends on how you tell them. And you say, oh, my kids, my land, it's my money. Uh, I work hard. So you're creating that dynamic of uh, it's, it's them and, and yourself. But where you say, hey, in this family, this is what we have. Because it's also about, remember, kids are born normal. They are all fine. They are all lovable. They have no issues. So as they grow older, things happen that impact them, that influence them. So that when they were born, they were fine. So you need to be able to remember that your children are still okay. They are still normal. And therefore, you can still restore some of that sanity that they used to have if by now they are like crazy and at 2019 those ones are So if if you have those kinds of you sit down with them and you, you explain, you teach them, it, it's like something where you're not getting them and saying, I want you to pay this, but you're making them understand that the reason why you can't buy you those sneakers or that jacket or whatever it is is because things are like this. But um, if we do things this way, we can save so much so that one day you can have this money to buy that. So you, you make a certain plan, but they know, and they will not feel the pressure from their friends and from other society members that they don't have, they have less. And when you do that, then you're also creating an atmosphere of love and respect within the family. And that becomes difficult for outsiders to impact onto that or, or to tap and, and damage that kind of connection. Let's go to a voice note from an A-team. I remember the conversation is open. We're talking money and our children. Uh, are we teaching them right? Or are your children those, give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. I want more. I want more. Give me more money, mommy. Um, and if you can't, then they start acting up. Let me know. Zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. That's our WhatsApp number. Atimas and the coach. Good evening. Yeah, you know. But my observation. I don't know. Maybe it is happening to some of us. We 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 made observations. Some of us where you find that uh, in the family, money is not a problem. Not at all. It's not a problem. And you find that the children become a problem because money is available you know and they think money grows on tree they can demand whatever they want and you find that the parents fall into that trap of buying them everything and anything that they want they can order what they want online they know that daddy has got money money is is everywhere and it looks like they become so lazy to work for themselves because they understand that the parents have got money but uh, the does the availability of money sometimes become a hindrance or become a disadvantage in the family? Very good question. Um, Matsule? Okay, yeah, I like that very much. So that goes back to what I was saying about do we know our children. So uh, it happens a lot where the family has money and uh, the children get everything that they want. 
So what I've also observed is that there are families that have a lot of money, but there are restrictions uh, on what can be spent. So when children are used to having, it becomes very difficult to cut them off because they've got, they, they, they are now dependent. They know that there is money. So it also disadvantages them because we say you must go and work to make money. And they will say, but why would I go and work? Because there's money at home. So it is important that we get to know what is important to them, what makes them tick. So it could be a child that's getting everything at home, but they really love computers, or they love innovation, like like we are talking to that other lady, or they love soccer. Uh, but because they, you know they have everything, they just need to watch TV, order food, and 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 all of that. So uh, my advice would be, if parents are experiencing that, to maybe take one step back, uh, because you can't just cut it and say, you know, it's, uh, you you know, you spoil bread and all of that. It, it's important to sit down with them and say, you know, at, at some point in your life, you are going to have to be independent. You are going to have to make your own decisions, have your own house, have your own things. And for you to be able to have those things and to manage those things, it's important that you have certain skills. And through observing what they love, you try to support them in that thing so that you push them towards doing that. Because if they're not inspired by something, they need to have an inspiration that makes them want to wake up and leave the money and go and do something for themselves. But if they are not inspired because they are so used to being at home and getting everything that they want, it becomes a problem for them and it becomes a problem for the parents. And you know, like uh, the caller that just called now, you find that, um, and I'm sure if, if he's in a position of having money and uh, the children are spoiled, if you look at situations where you help people, whether it's your child or it's somebody else, you help them, you help them. So whenever you rescue people or you give too much, they end up resenting you. So to avoid being resented by people, you create boundaries and some soft rules that this is how we are going to spend this money because this money is not yours. It is our money to be able to achieve certain things. But the biggest thing is to observe and to learn about what is important to your child and tunnel them to that, towards that. Uh, and when, when there is money, it's even easier because you're not going to force them to become uh, a, to be a certain trait that they don't really want. You will allow them to be exactly what it is that they want because you want a happy child. So uh, if they're not driven by money, but they will be driven by doing and providing a service to, to the world. There's another voice note here from an A-teamer. Hey, Patricia, and uh, the guest, also the listeners. You know, teaching children about money, it's like teaching them about sex. And yes, we will not lay sex. We are struggling. We are unable to manage it even ourselves. I don't know if we have to teach them where do we start. Anonymous. Sure. Anonymous, it's true. We have to be realistic and honest. A lot of us adults are struggling with money. So if we are struggling, how are we going to teach our children? Absolutely. So um, 
So that is why sometimes we can't even blame parents because parents are also struggling with their own issues and uh, and some of them have got lots of money but they also lose the money or they spend the money because it's also about what the children copy. So starting would be where on, on things like saving. So if there's a lot of money, a lot of people would that have a lot of money would not see the need to teach children how to save. But I would say that's where you need to start and say, okay, here's a, I don't know how much rich people give their kids, but let them give them a thousand rand. So you give them a thousand rand, but you say, um, what do you need to buy? What is your budget? And you think on how to make a budget. I'm going, this is how I'm going to spend it. And this is how I'm going to save. Because the key thing here is saving. So if you don't teach the kids to save, then they're always going to spend the money. They're not going to respect the money. Um, because they say, you know, you know the saying that says uh, money flows in the economy from those that respect it to from those that don't respect it to those that respect it. So that is why people that have money uh, get more of it, and people that don't expect money use it uh, most of the time. So uh, with the kids as well, you, you teach them, you start them somewhere because you can see that there is a problem. Sometimes there's no problem. Just spending your money because they do not. But where you see that it is now, it has now become a problem. And I will still advise that try to get to know the child and what is important to them. Ask them. And instead of, you know, uh, there are so many kids that have to go and consult um, as professionals when they could have a conversation at home. And to have a conversation at home requires safety so that the child can be able to open up. Because if the atmosphere at home is one that the child is afraid to speak up or tell the truth, then the child will not tell the truth here, but they will go out with friends and, and others. And, and you know, um, it's a big struggle because uh, the very children that have money might even use that money to go out and be with people and friends and spend it on things that are really detrimental to their house. It's very true, um, uh, Matsuleng. Uh, so when it comes to being open with children, and I'm talking about the much younger children, right? They talk. Um, so here we are having, you know, a family discussion around finances. And you're trying to involve your children. And then the next thing you hear your child repeating, you know, mommy had 5,000 rand. And that 5,000 rand was to pay bond and do this and do this. And then she ended up with nothing. Mommy has no money. You're hearing her tell or him tell your friends, your colleagues, whoever they bump into. <laughs> Is it safe to tell the little ones? Is it safe to tell the little ones about yeah. your finances? The older ones, I get it, you know. They understand discretions. But la sure. So perfect. That is actually fine. Because that also says if the parent is ashamed or maybe doesn't want people to know that they only have 100 times in the house, then that also says if the parent can teach the child to be proud with whatever they have, then the child is also going to learn to hide things. So if the child says it and tells everybody, the, and the mother treats it well and says, yes, that's why we, we, we can only buy one loaf of bread a week. And that is why we can only buy one pair of shoes every year. Then 
the child knows, oh, okay, I don't have to hide, I don't have to lie, and I don't have to feel in order for me to fit in. So it would be a very good skill for the mother to, or the father to teach the child that it is okay to be what you are and to be proud. Not proud, and obviously when you are struggling, you can't be proud, but to be okay and knowing that this is what I have and I will make the best with the little that I have. Uh, and and what is key is that when there is love, you know it. When there is love, and the children feel safe at home, even if they eat in Togo every day, but they know there is love and there's warmth in the house. Sometimes there's a lot of money, but there's no warmth. So so it depends on the parents. It depends on the atmosphere. And once more, I will say. I could never blame any parents because everybody comes from the past. Uh, that they've got their own things that they've gone through. They've got their own things that they're dealing with. So the key thing is that what do we do with the things that we have right now, with the issues that we have right now? How do we resolve them so that they don't continue to impact uh, the family? They don't continue to impact the things that we do uh, to our children, for our children. So that is where the key is uh, to say, okay, is there a problem? Is there no problem? When there's no problem, then they continue. But when they can see that, hey, uh, sometimes I snap or sometimes I'm so angry and it's not these kids, it's not my family that's making me angry, then they deal with those things uh, so that the family becomes the core place, the place where there is peace and love and they can leave anywhere and come home and know that. Uh, this is the place that they want to be. So in, in our families now, most families, um, people want to be out of the family because there's so much stress. So if we could collectively turn things around and start to rebuild, start to, you know, it's a difficult thing. Uh, it's a difficult thing to look within and try to solve uh, old wounds and problems, especially money problems. Because a lot of our challenges uh, are because there was no money and people have had to do certain things, people have had to struggle um, throughout their, their, their teenage years, uh, their uh, adult lives, uh, not having money. So that, that has also created wounds uh, that would need to be healed. And therefore, it becomes very difficult for a parent that has struggled themselves to now able to teach the child or to because they still know I don't want to go back there. And they're just looking at the situation as a survival thing as opposed to it was a lesson. And oof, if I look back um, I can see that me not having shoes um, really made me study harder so that I can make sure that I'm out of that place and I can go to tertiary or I can find a job that I can buy myself shoes. So there's also those kinds of things where others of the past can be can propel us to go forward and say, hey, I don't want to go back there. And if I hadn't been there, I wouldn't be where I am today. So it's also about how we look at things, our perceptions about the situations that we're in today.
Let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll be back. A-teamers in our closet conversation, we are focusing on family, on finances. What are we teaching children about money? Our guest is Matileng Mohodi, uh, who is a life and executive coach and the founder of I Get It Now. SFM Sunrise. Are you running services today? You've got a massive taxi strike, huge demand for your services, and a bus being set alight. Are you able to run a service? We are running services, Stephen. I think the thing is that, uh, you know, we've got matriculants who actually have to write. We've got people who, if they don't go to work today, they're not going to get paid, or they could even lose their job. So we don't have an option. We have to run, and we are running. We're working closely with all of the authorities um, and really just doing our best to make sure that people can get to work. And are, to school. are police providing escorts for you? It's a very difficult situation, Bronwyn. We all, we all understand that. They are assisting. Um, obviously, there's an issue with, with manpower. So in hotspots, they are patrolling the areas. But we've got 1,100 buses. So to escort every single bus would be impossible. Um, and obviously, we would want some more assistance from the authorities. Um, but they are, they are assisting Bronwyn Dyke-Becker is the spokesperson for the bus service Golden Arrow. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Closet Conversations. We are in the closet and we are talking about finances and our children. What is it that we are teaching our children about money? Now, Mataling, uh, if we have already started bad habits um, when, with regards to uh, the subject matter, when we are showing or modeling uh, money matters to our children. How do we reverse those bad habits and start teaching them good habits? Okay, so um, like I mentioned earlier, that uh, children are very observant. Um, they see, they hear, and they can see when parents are not really uh, open with them. So to change that, it, it, it's important to, you know, even make an appointment with a child and say, um, please can we talk on, you know, like sit as a family uh, because we would like to discuss this. Because what, what the, the other problem is when, you, when parents come and say, hey, come here, why did you do that? So um, for children to listen, they also want to know that they can be listened to by parents. So have that kind of conversation where, Parents can explain that, yeah, yes, there is money in the house, and we know that we are able to buy you everything, but we are worried that should anything happen to us, um, you, might, you might have problems because you haven't really learned, and we want to be sure that you will be able to survive uh, if we are not here, and you'll be able to look after this money. And they could even use examples of people because, I mean, um, we have the internet and so much information. Uh, there are lots of people that have had money and they've lost it all uh, because they didn't really value the money, they didn't understand uh, money, how money works. So having those kinds of conversations with the children, not as, you know, a superior and inferior person, but as a family. And so we have these concerns and, and also acknowledge them because um, the tendency of us as parents, we, we tell. You know, we tell most of the time because we know and because we, we are the ones that are working and making the money. But there is huge benefit in 
having a conversation, having a dialogue, and listening to them, and hearing them, and maybe even repeating their mother's child. My child, I hear that, you know, you get frustrated when I talk to you like this, or you get frustrated when I don't give you money anymore. And then you are opening up a space to say, the reason why I'm not giving you the money anymore, and you are used to, is because I can see that I'm really impacting your life. So I'm taking the responsibility to try and help you. And if you work with me as a, as a parent, um, then the money that is here, you know it's one of yours, uh, but it's important that I'm also comfortable as a parent that this money will not go to waste in the event that I die, uh, but at least I will know that you can use it responsibly and also be able to look after your own family. So it's a conversation. It is important to have a conversation as opposed to, you know, uh, fighting. And, and 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 these days, a lot of these young people are very moody. They're very rude. Um, they, you know, so, so the level of respect is very low. A lot of them. Some of them are still good kids. And even the rude ones are still good kids. I got a very frustrated because um, they're not getting their way, because they're used to getting their way. So a parent could, could, could acknowledge that I see we have gone wrong and it's my fault that we are in this position, because the parent also has to take responsibility that I realize now that, you know, giving you money all the time, I, I really robbed you of, you know, your own productivity for you to learn how to take responsibility, how to run things, uh, and I see that I've really impacted you and your progress. So I want to help you. So let's do it this way and see what, what the, whether that the child can latch on and say, okay, let's, let's give it a try. Because one of the biggest problems is not being listened to. Uh, and no matter how bad, you know, this is a nice, how bad, um, they need our help, they need our guidance, and they need our support. So, um, so the best thing that you can do is reassure them that we love them. And the, thing, the reason why we are doing the things that we are doing is because we care for them and we are worried about them. And we want them to have the things that we want for, for their lives. And, and that would settle the atmosphere. And maybe one day, because they don't believe parents, they think parents are liars, uh, give it a try again. That person is your child, give it another go. You know, and, and look at yourself, you know, your approach and, and the build up towards the meeting and sitting down and talking. So do it again because if you give up, then it's just going to go down. The, you know, it's going to spiral out of control. So mm-hmm. you try to look it in the back, try to be calm as a parent, you know, take it one, one piece at a time. You know, try to do it. If they walk out, it's fine. Uh, do it again, try it again, send messages. For some, sure, some parents and children don't talk. So uh, as a parent, take that lead. If you child, it's your responsibility. Send the message, send the WhatsApp. And if they block you, fine. Write them a letter, but do as many as possible. And then one day you say, I've tried this, I've tried that, I've tried that. Uh, you know, but... Try something before giving up on your child because uh, 
they will still be a responsibility, even if they go down the drain, they will still be a responsibility. And I do agree with you. I think we found our aha, I get it now moment. Matalene, um, how do our A-teamers get in touch with you? Um, they can visit our our website, uh, I get it now, the C-O-Z-A. They can follow us on Facebook and on um, Instagram, and they can direct message us on Messenger or email info at I get it now. That's the older ZA. Thank you so very much for joining us and giving us that I get it now moment. I think we'll all be better when it comes to our children and money. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed being with you. As always, a pleasure. A-teamers, that wraps up our Tuesday. Um, may goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success.